0: Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. So there's November. Was coming to an end, Michael Flynn gets a pardon and he seems to get back in the game right away. So part of me is wondering, were those pardons designed as a quid pro quo for these guys? Like, okay, you'll get the pardons if you'll set up my, my you know, st- uh, stop the steal event or or help me arrange it? Or was it always part of the plan that they get be off and, and then they continue with their work for him? Do you think that there's a possibility there that there might be potential crime there in that he's doing some sort of quid pro quo for a, for a pardon?
1: Uh, Well, when it comes to Flynn, uh, I, I think you got to go back several more years, uh, into his history and, and you can find him doing all kinds of dirty things, um, in in this space. So I think, I think that's just who he is and yeah, he's gonna, you know, he's, he's going to be loyal to the boss, of course. Mm. Um, and, and and there's a cult like aspect to a lot of this now it's not just qAnon it's kind of there's there's this reverence for trump and this this fealty that that's paid to trump um you know it, it, it's it, it's like Flynn... What choice did he have? There was there was no choice. He's not going to he'd sworn allegiance to QAnon. You know, he's not going to go off and ride off into the sunset.
0: He had to do do something and he did the job. Um, So he shows up on Newsmax, coincidentally, on December the 17th, and he starts talking about um, martial law.
2: People out there talking about martial law. It's like it's something that we've never done. We've done martial law has been instituted 64, 64 times, Greg. So I'm not calling for that. We have a constitutional process. We clearly have a constitutional process. I think you highlighted some of that in 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 your previous segment.
3: That has to be fought. We have a lot of corrupt things that happen when they don't fight. One thing I've learned about Republicans, they have some difficulties, but you know a difficulty that they don't have? They never forget. They never forget. And people are going to find that out because uh, we have to go and we have to go all the way and that's what's happening and you watch what happens over the next couple of weeks. You watch what's going to come out,
2: watch what's going to be revealed. A lot going on, a lot going on as you guys know, your audience knows and, and, uh, and I think that uh, we're we, really in the next couple of days I think we're going to see some extraordinary historical Thanks. moments. The, uh, the truth is going to come out. Donald Trump will continue to be the president of the United States for the next four years. There's no doubt in my mind when I'm asked on a scale of one to ten. What's what's the scale that you put th- that Trump will be the next president? I say ten without a doubt.
1: People out there talking. So I mean, that's a, <laughs> the, the dates there. But... That was a great clip. How did that guy get to be a general? Yeah. I mean, you so <laughs> did he graduate high school?
0: I mean, I don't know if he yeah. did he must have. But it's you're nice. right. It's kind of amazing what he does. And oh, now he's uh, his brother just got a big Great. promotion as well, uh, this last week. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, but I mean you saw I mean so January the the dates were sort of cut off there, but uh that was January the 4th, two days before when Trump was saying lots of big things to come. And then January the 5th, uh, Flynn is building on that. And then you know, then again, on, on, um, on Alex Jones, he's predicting that Trump is still gonna be the president. And, and this is obviously designed to incite the crowd to show up on, on the 6th. Um, so again, we're seeing the media vehicle, we're seeing this uh, Alex Jones as being sort of the, the conduit to which they're speaking to, to this community. How big a deal is Alex Jones in this whole thing?
3: he's huge yeah i mean he's there he like you know he's uh, your field marshal or whatever i mean it, jo- jones are uh, just just stepping back broadly speaking i mentioned marjorie taylor green as being like a former infowars person but pozobics or novich i mean the whole crew has has cycled psych- laura loomer uh wasn't she at some point uh yeah. yeah i mean if you if you pick a name you're going to find them attached to infowars at some point
0: and so, um, who's who's creating that? Who's funding InfoWars?
1: We need some more reporting on that. Yeah.
3: We, we need some more reporting on that, but I, I also I think that- trying. I, I think InfoWars made some <laughs> good money. I mean, I think it was extremely highly trafficked. I mean, that is one thing that's true. Yes. It was like a, it was, it, it, you know, when Andrew Anglin of the Daily Stormer would talk about his influences and stuff like that, he would sometimes, um talk about just like you know alex jones and just like how he you know he wanted to kind of be alex jones and i think he looks at his little bitcoin donations and everything else he gets as a kind of like his you know his version of being a a, you know a a not a more explicitly nazi Nazi nazified jones um but i just say that like jones um is a perfect example of somebody who just fed off of the runoff of Trump's celebrity in such a major way. Um, it's the reason why he got in trouble for everything. I think um, regarding Sandy Hook and all that stuff is because this guy um, became a mega, 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 mega celebrity, and you know that took him from out of the underground and into the mainstream. And he's kind of in this limbo now, where he doesn't have a platform the way he did before uh, on social media, um, but is 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 as close to a household name as you get in far extremism, right? right? So you know when you see him marching around, I mean, I think it was one time he was flanked by the Proud Boys at one of these Stop the Steal events. Yeah. Um, he might have been on the uh, on the sixth itself. I can't recall. He shows true. up at all these things with that with that um, with that Infowars tank that they have. Uh, yeah. I recall him. You know being out on the streets during the summer uh during the black lives matter events, um baiting people kind of getting people to throw things at his at his at his uh his thing he has been central he showed he showed up um at the richmond the the second amendment rally remember that that yeah, that's he scared right. everybody understand it, but yeah. he showed right. up at that you know he show he he makes these big shows where he where he comes and that sort of is 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 like you know, announces that this is this is a moment for us as part as part of this hard right authoritarian, um, anti democratic movement. When he shows up, it is a signal um, that this is something to, that that people need to pay attention to.
0: That's a great segue way. to this clip. So this is January the fifth, the night before the insurrection uh, at Freedom Plaza in D.C.
3: My pleasure to introduce a man. <laughs> in many ways of this second American
2: Revolution,
3: with a movement movement that started with one man on
0: That's just chilling on every <laughs> level
3: i mean i try to imagine that you know i mean he you know i mean imagine it that being said in a foreign language and just the body language and this yeah right yeah exactly yeah
0: it also the um, ludicrousness yeah. of these guys thinking that they're saving a republic when they really are the most entitled
1: people in in the country it it's seems smart. insane um that they're Notice out there saying that, that. Uh, it goes. He's talking about taking back the republic. It's never about defending democracy, and right. there's there's a there's a bunch of coded anti-Semitism right there in, in in the word you know using the term globalist. And Alex Jones has been notorious for that for a long time. And you know I saw a video of him recently from ten years ago where he's using similar language um, uh, about you know essentially an insurgency that is coming. Uh, you know, he has ties to the Oath Keepers that go back 10 years. Uh, this guy has been an on-ramp to far-right extremism for a long, long time. And uh, when it comes to this insurrection, he was there uh, from day two of, of when these Stop the Steal protests started. It was November 4th was the first one in Phoenix. And then it, was a, it turned into a three-night thing. Alex Jones showed up on November 5th. With his his bullhorn, and he's talking about you know hunting down the Democrats in their bunkers, uh, you know, likening every liberal to a Chinese communist, um, preaching this this you know 1776 revolutionary rhetoric, and this goes back years. These guys have been talking in these tones, so you know th- this is not this attack on the Capitol has to be seen not just as something that kind of materialized in the past few months or even under the Trump administration. This, this has deep roots in the extremism community in the United States, and it all led up to this.
0: You described it as a vast yeah. right-wing conspiracy, and it really does seem like that's what it's been. And it's, it's not something that's going to go away with the absence of Trump.
4: I, I, <laughs> think so. I think the big thing, too, is that as the president of the United States, OK, so then let's go here, mm-hmm. Donald Trump not only are these his friends and his running buddies and the Alex Jones, Roger Stone connection, um, you know, there's a, Roger Stone also did that whole Brooks brother riot around an election before and got it to stop. And uh, and that was sort of the, ge- that's actually the genesis of Stop the Steal. And the difference between, there's many, many differences um, that have to do with the democratic process between um, the, uh, the certification that was happening on January 6th and the, uh, the recount happening in Florida, okay? It, back in 2000. But here's the deal. It, they were, they're, where they're very similar is that they're, Roger, and, and where I think Roger Stone really fed everybody this idea originally or was at least the sort of the creative founder of it um, is that they were single point locations. From which you could, where something was going to be happening around the election to where you could gather everybody. Mm-hmm. So, because, because uh, Joe Biden won in such a landslide and he won so many states, it's, they weren't going to stage, you know, and maybe they tried to. Maybe you guys saw some of that traffic. I don't know. I didn't see it. But uh, where they, you know, it, it was much easier to get everybody to a central location, especially one where the president would be anyway, and he could come out and talk to them where they could do their stop the steal. And that was January 6th. And and that kind of picking that moment where Mike Pence and you know, all the electors are already in, and they're just sort of officially certifying it. Um, it presented itself as an opportunity to have a single point a single place it was the capital they could storm the capital which they've been talking about for fucking decades right they could have this moment it was almost as if it presented itself to them as this perfect opportunity to gather everybody around just as what Roger Stone had done in 2000, a single point opportunity in Florida to gather a bunch of people around and use the force of the crowd to pressure something to stop. Um, and then in that delay. So that's what I believe the senators and the con- Congress people who were inside, cord- you know, that coordination, that's what I think that coordination was, was give us right. the time, give us the delay so that out front we can create everybody that can see all these tens of thousands of people and it will you know what can congress do other than stop it well they didn't do that that's not what that's, that's not going to happen so then it pushed that search um and donald trump pushed that search mike pence isn't doing it but he's tweeting at them they're reading the tweets and in they go right now there's probably some advanced shit going in there too um, but that's in terms of what we saw on tv so i that's my theory. It's just my theory. but
0: Almost that they wanted to use the event to start their movement. So, you know, it wasn't so much like… To
4: start their, it was a galvanizing It wasn't event. about, it was yeah. Just, you know, it wasn't
0: so much about stopping the, you know, the vote or the count. It was about launching a, a movement. And it seemed like a good way to do an it for urgency. them.
4: Yeah. 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 Yes. I, I don't want so to disagree what, with any
1: of this, but in
4: 2000… Been. how bloody could that have been Is sort of the question I have for you guys and then go ahead Luke
1: We'll get oh to that no I was, gonna, I was just gonna say that and Zev was getting at it there but in 2000 you know that, that was an actual recount was underway and they managed to yeah. to, to trip that up a little Stop. bit here the election was over. And it you know it's a formality to to certify these electoral college votes. So what are you actually seeking to accomplish by amassing a mob of angry, delusional people and inciting them to violence when the election has already been decided? You're not trying to stop the election at that point. You, you're trying to do something else, and uh, you know I that's 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 what's truly frightening here. I, I think, think so. it, something i noticed
3: also about the collection of um people you had on that on that still i mean these are all people who uh the stakes are just could not be higher for these people they've either been accused of crimes in some cases or they've been convicted of crimes and pardoned or not pardoned right this this cluster of of, uh, of people, and and there are also other poten- I mean, lawsuits and all kinds of other stuff floating around with all of these people. Yeah, right. They're um, very.
0: They're not uh, you know people that have much uh, options. They don't have many options for
3: for their careers. Right. and, and they are also you know accustomed mm-hmm. to um, getting away with just breathtaking bullshit. Right, um, right, which is <laughs> something. So no, I mean, it's something I think about a lot when, you know, with that Pazovic series that I've been doing. It's just like, you know, how can this guy with the Hunter Biden laptop, I don't want to get off on a tangent there. He, he he was sharing tweets that were like, get ready for October. And it was like dinosaurs and lasers. Like he obviously knew that they were going to do something at a particular day. I mean, he's been so accustomed to pulling off bullshit from Macron Weeks to the Roy Moore uh, stuff to, uh, you know, op to the caravan op and all these different ops that they did, Pizzagate, whatever, that he's just like, hey, about to do an op, who wants some of this? And right. it's like, you know, <laughs> all those guys, that's one example is a way in because it's very familiar to me and whatever, all those
4: guys. Bannon, same thing with Proud
1: Boys, Mike, you know, because, because uh,
4: yeah.
1: you, you were, uh, one of you was asking earlier in the program, about you know how could the Proud Boys just get away with this, or what what were these people thinking? Is it a LARP? Is it a LARP that's become reality? I think that yes, in many ways that's true. But also the Proud Boys were allowed to travel across state jurisdictions, uh, f- you know, through state jurisdictions for years to commit violence with the declared intent of committing violence, and they were allowed to do it. You know, uh, people. Sorry, open, sorry. How,
3: open, how, you know, Portland? It, That's what, Portland shit. is a There's more, way more Antifa than than Proud Boys in the streets of Portland. It is, you know, yeah, you know. I mean, this is not, this is not like, you know, steak houses and country bars. This is, this is Portland. Right. Uh, and and you know, that all of a sudden there's a there's a full out war on the streets of this. You know, it's like ev- turf invasions.
0: Would you say they were allowed to cross into co- cross state lines? That was because Trump allowed them to, or you're saying?
1: that they there was I, other reason no i think that. law enforcement was 100 aware of the proud boys and the proud boys being a violent organized gang um, mm. and i've heard that they're trafficking drugs across state lines and weapons mm. across state lines you know and 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 this is where that what that you, you you hear all the time from the political right just just completely falls apart because the proud boys you know they're multiple like felons in the, in, in among them who were committing violence who would be on social media saying we're going to go beat the hell out of you know this leftist or this antifa person or maybe just some you know hapless you know passerby who who they came across and 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 the system kind of looked the other way it permitted it and this is what you see when you cover right extremism and white supremacy you see how baked in kind of this privilege is into the system and and, and so what mike was saying about that collection of <laughs> Really, truly, some of the more nefarious people that our our society and government has produced uh, you know just thinking they can get away with whatever at this point because they 've gotten away with just like trump they 've gotten away with everything their whole lives up yeah. until someone decides enough and I do definitely yeah. think to go back to the violence uh, point that you were raising before, there is no way someone who is paying attention to, you know, not just the conversation online before the attack on the Capitol, but all these different groups, all these different propagandists, what they're talking about for years. There's no way somebody who's paying attention to that could think that violence was not going to happen. Right, right. Anybody who incited that mob knew that violence was was an almost certain outcome. I just want to interject no, one the thing. The president of the United Violence States is getting
4: happened. briefings telling him this. He's the president of the United States. It's not like he's not getting people briefing him, coming in and telling him what's going to happen. He, he So that's where he can't even say, oh, I didn't know, I don't. I was watching it on TV like all of you. It's like you get the most highly classified, the best fucking intelligence and the best briefings in law enforcement of anybody on the fucking planet, of any nation. You're the president of the United States. If anybody knows, it's him, especially because these are his buddies and his kid.
1: Well
3: oh, violence for him. had already happened though. I, yeah. I just want to point yeah. out that that the yeah. stop to steal uh had already been violent. Um yes. there was that November 14th thing in
1: Washington DC. Um and 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 Trump okay. had already several as well, Mike multiple yeah. stabbings- you know, hundreds of Proud Boys marching in formation through the streets of DC, attacking people. This is the stand back and stand by group, right? Mm-hmm. From the debate. So you've got the, you and know, Trump did like
3: then, a flyover or something. Like he was, he was he out did. there, like, yeah. And then Kaylee McEnany was out there being like, we love, we love, you know, we love our, uh, you know, our, our fans and whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was really, a, um, you know, it, it, should not, it should not have surprised anyone because it again, it was already violent.
0: Yeah, and so you've got Roger Stone, who is who works for Donald Trump. I mean, you can't you can't forget that. You know, he works for Donald Trump. That's who he works for for his campaign and has for many years. He's organizing all of this with this guy Ali Alexander, and then you've got Alex Jones, who's working with Roger Stone to organize it all and foment it, and Michael Flynn, who worked for Trump as his national security advisor before he had to be fired, and again has been working for him for many years. All of these people are coordinating this event. So obviously, Trump knew what was going on. I mean, that's, that's going to be the battle next week, I guess, in the impeachment trial is, did he really know everything? Um, or did it, did it stop at, at Stone and Alex Jones? Or was it just some sort of organic event? It's going to be very hard for them to say that Trump didn't know. I mean, clearly, he knew.
1: Yeah, so to- there's some more reporting that's, that's coming out about that now, and, and there will be some more soon about these, uh, you know, uh, the. <laughs> You all know this very well, but the way a mafia organization works is that the, is that the big boss often doesn't have to uh, issue the direct command. Uh, you know, it's just sort of hey, it wouldn't be nice if this you know some some happened over here. Somebody took care of that, and it's these it's these underlings, these intermediaries who are often communicating and, and orchestrating. And uh, but but some of those some of those intermediaries and underlings, I think, are you know one step away from the president, just like they were in the Russia investigation.
4: Mm. his oh, really? personal attorney is making sure yeah. everybody knows what his goal is. What does he want? He wants right. to stop the steal.
0: Right, <laughs> right. It's simple as that. And then you've got, uh, you know- the mob
4: Chris, boss because he tells everybody what he wants. He, he puts, it, puts it on a t-shirt and sells it from his campaign office. Stop the steal, everybody. Oh, show up for my event. But it's like, worked for it, him. You know, he still
0: makes money off everything. Frank Costello you know, is a little
4: smarter than this, yeah.
0: And then you've got chris miller who's the acting secretary of defense at the time saying you know the national guard can't bring any riot gear and can't be seen to be interacting with these uh these patriots as they're protesting basically giving them a green light and taking away the national guard's uh, normal chain of command operations um uh, in terms of what they could order them to do that day i mean it seems pretty obvious just looking at it from the outside that trump was really involved in every aspect of this but it does also touch the military and does also touch the top brass at the military and and the members and the membership as well both uh, the veterans and the current serving members um so we're almost out of time i wanted to play one last clip which was um again uh, our friends alex jones and ali alexander uh, but i it seems to not be loading so i'm gonna wait for that i'll go around and ask you guys what you think the uh impeachment trial will deliver next week but also the impact hard right uh, insurgency is gonna have going impact that's gonna have going forward and i'll start with you uh, Michael.
3: Well, I mean, I don't know what type of case um, you know is being assembled against Trump, and I just hope that there are that it can fill in details that that we were unable to fill in now because yeah. the, the, we are unfortunately very reliant on law enforcement and and and, and trials like these. Um, you know, we can only do so much, and you know, and, and sometimes it's very frustrating that Luke and I work for separate publications. we can only do so much that we, you know, as, as reported, we 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 want to work together on so many mm-hmm. things. Um, but like, you know, it's, it, it's tough. We can only sometimes, you know, see certain things, get little glimpses of things find out where right in detail, wait wait, 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 how much did you say? Oh, you're secure that the security guy got paid $40,000. And then we get that little cookie, but we don't have the full story. And sometimes we require these things. So I, I just hope that it is not ceremonial. I hope that it's that it's real and that it and it kicks up some very very you know serious uh, information. They make a real go of that, and and they, they ignore the fact that the, that so many Republicans are going to be dead set on voting a certain way that they don't um, you know f- flop down. Your, your question about the far right, um, I think that we're you know we're going to be entering a stage now in which uh, there are going to be uh, people who seek to um, disrupt what they perceive to be a liberal order through terror attacks. And that's not a, you know, whoa, that's not breaking news. I mean, they've already been doing that, um, but I think it's gonna, you know, it's gonna step up. Yeah. It's it's the likelihood of it stepping up high. Um, but also they're going to continue to kind of silently organize together online in, a, in, in such a way that they there is an open space for the person who is willing to take that plunge and be the authoritarian leader and we can only just hope that that person um is you know just doesn't have the chops mm-hmm. and just can't do it and there's all this talk about scared about tucker carlson and stuff like that i don't know about tucker carlson to be honest with you i mean there there, there are aspects of tucker carlson where his talk is tough but he's very rich very soft right you, you know in some ways you, he he can really um You know, he he can his personal uh, wealth and things like that can be hurt um, very badly by involving himself in things. I don't know. I mean, is it somebody like Ted Cruz? Uh, Is it somebody like Josh Hawley? Uh, Is it somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene, which is even more scary because I mean, you know, her, you know, her whatever depth perception of like her, you know, her ability to see the world is so skewed. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, but the big yeah, but she may not be cold and calculating enough, right. but all I know is that there will be this free floating body that's kind of silently organizing through their resentment, mm-hmm. you know the shared resentment this this grievance that they can't fully articulate right nobody knows, nobody hasn't like can can explain what the what, what's the grievance what what's the grievance that brought these guys into the Capitol? they don't They don't need insulin, they don't need they, they they're not looking for stimulus checks that, that's not why they went in there no. you know. They're not, they don't want better infrastructure. The grievance is, 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 is hard to define. And I think yeah. it can only be, you know, filled by, by this perpetual, um, pushing of, uh, you know, these, these kind of memeing into reality, this, this, you know, authoritarian rule in, in the West. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we just got to hope that we are prepared for whoever decides to you know, fill that void as leader.
0: I wanna play that clip before you start, Luke, because I am curious what your thoughts are on this. This is uh Ali Alexander and uh and uh Alex Jones at the Trump Hotel the night before. And it sort of speaks to what you're saying there, Michael, about who, who might jump in to fill the void.
3: They
2: serve by the vote here, right? We're, yeah. we're inside. Let's not leave. <laughs> well, uh-huh. we're, not well, we're not. We're not. We're not the left. We're not going to democratize we, ideas. Stop Listen nation. to me. Listen it's to me. Peaceful. Listen it's to peaceful. me. Not a bad idea. Listen to me. What? Listen. Peaceful sitting. That's what we'll call. Here we go. It. If the hillbillies make up all the ideas, then we're going to lose the country. So put aside <laughs> your pride. Listen to me. We're going to stop the field, but first we're going to stop the
3: certification. Well, it's not okay. talk to fight. It's good are us to do it. That? Yeah. How are we doing? Let's, let's talk about it later. It's, it's good. Bad. Bad. Yeah. All right. It's okay to have ideas. Everybody's fine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's idea, him. We'll just lose the so, Republic. Well, the ideas a, are fine. Well, he,
0: well, he well, listen. <laughs> Anyhow. So, um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of terrifying so to think of these guys. These guys have are power. so
1: weird, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me just point out that that is not from the Trump Hotel. Okay. That clip. That is that is from uh, the Atlanta Stat the Steel uh, protest oh, in, okay. in uh, I believe it was November... Maybe Uh, seventeenth. corrected that. Yeah, and but but it's interesting. I'm I'm actually citing that uh, that clip in the story that I'm I'm writing now. And um, what happened before they were inside the uh, the the Capitol building there in Georgia is they stood outside and uh, Ali Alexander said, "Who's ready to storm the Capitol with me?" Mm. And Alex Jones turned to him almost under his breath and to remind him oh, peacefully, peacefully. And then Ali Alexander kind of smirking and laughing said, yeah, yeah, peacefully. And so then they actually get, they go inside and they do their thing. And that's Nick Fuentes that you saw with them, a, a white nationalist uh, right. and, and, and the hillbilly uh, quote unquote, who came up to him and said, are they certifying the vote here? Uh, a couple things that, that I've observed from this clip. He approaches Alex Jones because he thinks Alex Jones is the leader of this. Alex Jones deferentially turns to Ali Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ali shuts this guy down and says, You know, they're certifying the vote in there. They don't want to leave. They want to shut down the vote, but it's too early because it's in Atlanta. Yeah, they don't have enough nice. people, you know, and they're not ready. They don't have the troops in place to make it happen. But the attitude is there, the mindset is there, the plan appears to be there. So I, that clip is actually revelatory in, in a bunch of different ways. Um, and then uh, I don't know if you wanted me to answer the yeah, question sure, that's, that's the, the questions clip, about but the impeachment <laughs> and uh, the future yeah. of, the,
0: of the right. Just a
1: big question because well, I, I, I mainly agree with everything Thank that Michael was saying. That,
4: by the way,
1: yeah, yeah, sure. No, Thank it's, it's they, it. they had a bunch of these events, and and one of the things that the things that blows my mind and. You know, we've seen it in the coverage of the of the Capitol attack. It's just they just record everything. You know, they just live stream everything. It's like here I'm I'm doing the crime and uh, hey mom like yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm the realtor for you. You know, and it's like what are you and until thinking? the FBI
0: comes calling. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. this weird delusional. It goes back to that kind of they're LARPing, but they're not. They've been they've been trolling for so long they've and getting away with it. They've become what the, this this role that they've taken on. The role is more real than their own lives. And now they're storming the Capitol and they're live streaming it. Um, and I'm not sure if even after when the FBI comes and like throws some cuffs on them, if it, if it registers that this is the real world that you're living in. You know, you're not living in this, uh, you might live online in this world of disinformation, but you're going to jail now. And uh, let's see how that works out. But to um to your question about the impeachment um i am i'm definitely opposed to this whole let's not impeach out of political expediency because we need accountability more than anything in this country we need transparency you know and, and an impeachment trial can give us some of that, what Mike was talking about, these people who who are able to get documents that we can't, who have subpoena power that we don't, um, you know, we need that as a country. And I think we're all gonna be very disappointed in, in the result because true accountability probably is not gonna come about through, through that process, but it's still gonna be important for us to do uh, as a country. I do not think that there is any risk of like further radicalization at this point by impeaching Trump a second time. We are dealing with an army of radicalized, crazy, anti-democratic people who want to take back the republic away from our democracy, uh, and they will get violent to do it. And you know, the last thing I would point out is that of all those groups that attacked the Capitol, Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, Three Percenters... Um, Nick Fuentes's America First Guys. There are these gripers running around. Uh, you had you had bikers for Trump, I think, in there, Cowboys for Trump. You had all these strange groups, right? But Vegan the number moms. one okay. and You had the moms, but the biggest group that attacked the Capitol was the Republican base. That is the Make America Great Again movement that attacked the Capitol. And all those other groups. We're part of it. We're working with it, um, and that is the risk that we face now: is that your your regular old kind of Fox News viewer who's already been like shoved down the rabbit hole to to a point is going even deeper down
4: now. I, I want to say this about the about just you two as individuals and. The work that you've done, Luke knows. You know, I was deep in those chat rooms and stuff, tra- tracking activity, tracking what was what these same actors that we've talked about, and some literal actors, but then memeing into life. Love that. And when I was in there a couple years back, tracing activity, it, it's very violent in there. It's very dark in there. It, it's um, traumatizing. <laughs> it is, and. I couldn't keep doing it. I couldn't keep doing that and doing all the work on, on organized crime that I was doing because it was like there was two buckets that were related in ways around the money, but two very dark worlds. And I just, my brain couldn't handle it. And so uh, I just, I want the audience and I want people to understand what it is for, for folks like Luke and Michael to be in those, that world as much as they're in that world so that they can report on it and get us real information about these people are not just attacking our democracy, they're very violent and they're gonna hurt people and they do hurt people. And and pulling those networks apart and understanding it and reporting on it means also subjecting yourself to this this very violent, very cruel world of fantasists and, and, and violent felons now. Um, and so we, we owe you guys a debt of gratitude. And, um, and I, it just needs to be said, I know what you put yourselves through and your families, there supporting you. Um, and just all I have is just so much gratitude and I'm so grateful because I couldn't do it. <laughs> and uh, the fortitude that you each have to be able to stay in this as long as you stayed in it and report and get us the real information about what's going on. Um, it's just invaluable.
0: Yeah, we would never and have nice. known uh, anything right. about January six without you guys' work. So phenomenal Thank stuff. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at Patreon.com forward slash Narrative.